Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. A topsy-turvy start to the fall of 2021. Hello everyone, Bubble Boys here, the mayor. New Amsterdam Radio starts right now, and what I mean by that is the weather... The weather of the weather. You see, even though the city of New Amsterdam lives within your mind and hearts as anyone's creative, I'm physically in the city of Los Angeles or Los Angeles proper, the greater Los Angeles area. Well, the past two weeks, we've had mini fall, we've had a heat wave, we've had a lightning storm. It almost feels like a normal city anywhere else in this country, except for the movie-like effects of being 75 and sunny all year round that I'm used to. I'm freaking out about it, man. But it's okay to freak out because freaking out and understanding things that are different is the first stop, the first step, excuse me, to accepting change. Change is good, change is inevitable, and change is how you evolve. And speaking about evolutions, my guest today, Kelsey Warren, aka Black Emoji, has been a delight to sit and chat with about his approach to his craft. But before we get to the interview, just got to say, like always, thank you so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, millions of them, and the fact you tune into this one warms my heart. You can follow the show at New Amsterdam um, on that Instagram or at New underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. Hit me up, tag me, let me know what you're working on. I would love to see and comment and chat because I am a mayor that gives back. <laughs> but without any further ado, here's my chat with Black Emoji. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creators. It is I, the mayor of Level Boys, in the mayor's office. But as always, I am not alone. I'm going into the music space because this boy doesn't have any rhythm. I'm chatting with someone that does. The new album is called The Eclectro. It's coming out now. If it's already about now, out by the time this one's going to air. But I want to talk with you, Black Emoji. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Excited. What 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 does that mean, Eclectro? That sounds like a superhero, man. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying. Um, <laughs> Eclectro just describes my style. <laughs> it's basically mm-hmm. Black Emoji is is an electronic based music uh, group or whatever you want to call this thing because it's me, but it's a band. It's it's a it's a sonic sonic entity, but uh, yeah. it's electronic based. But we dabble. I don't want to say dabble. We jump in the pool of so many different styles where, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and I was saying, how come there are no like folk protest electronic songs? Mm. You know? So again, it's kind of like, it's an electronic based thing, but you're going to find lots of soul, lots of jazz. Um, there's classical elements. It's, it's no, no boundaries, but I also feel like electronic music gets you know typecast into a small category like there are boundaries within electronic music so this is so-called eclectro so again you're getting electronic music mixed with so many different styles but it's still electronic music you know it's you can have a substantial electronic based song like you can a jazz standard so, I'm yeah. trying to think of like any kind of electronic project. Like Electric Avenue is kind of one, but that's not really full on electric. It's like close it's enough. Very, that's a very like <laughs> that's a good one. That's a yeah. very electronic pop song. Okay, really, yeah. 
I mean, because they, they were they were actually marching in the streets, right? That's why they yeah. marched down to Electric Avenue. Guys, I, like, I know stuff. There, there's violence. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> and that was what thirty years ago. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. not more, right? Because <laughs> I, I I'm thirty years. Um, so well, that was before I was around. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about pleading the fifth question before we bit live. That's a question I'll plead the fifth on. How old are you? Don't ask me these questions. But let's talk about the the what does it mean to be a black emoji? What does black emoji mean? What does you expect your audience to gravitate to when you get to it? Um, black emoji is just a name. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, I didn't go like real, real, real deep into it. I was looking for a name of, of this project. I had a band I was in before and then I just was like I'm done and I just stopped making music with them and just went into a studio and started making music just by myself and then uh I came up with some songs I'm like well I need to call this something so this yeah. is over five years ago this is like five years ago so at that time there really wasn't a lot of black emojis like now it's just you know it's all types of emojis but back in the day five years ago yeah, there weren't many. So I think I was just like talking to friends and we were like doing, I'm like, how could I know black emojis? That's really <laughs> how the band, that's how that I was like, that's a great name. Drop yeah. the C. There it is. I, I, I am kind of embarrassed because I was like, man, isn't like black a name of Coca-Cola? Didn't they have like a Coca-Cola with coffee called black as well? I was like, is it like a corporate band? <laughs> but this is yeah, totally yeah, yeah, the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> is it the Archies? No, it's totally, it's totally the opposite. Um, so I like the idea you decided to keep going. But the, the, the music industry and the music history is paved with people that were in a band, had a falling out and quit. So what made you decide, I can't stop here. The chapel's closed with this past brand. I want to make more music. Um, yeah, it wasn't a, a typical situation of beef with another member and stuff. So the vibe was great with the people. There wasn't any arguments or, or any drama. I just wanted to do something sonically different. I felt like I was in this band of two guitars, drums and bass for a long, long time. And once in a while I'll throw in, you know, uh, synth elements and stuff like that. But I really wanted to just take it way, way far, far out from what I was doing for the most part. And I was just like, well, I think I've had enough here. And we had our run, we've been around for 10 years. I was just at a crossroads musically and wanted to do something that was a little more current of what was happening, you know, at that time, maybe, you know, I was listening to a lot of Mike Will at that time, Mike Will made okay. it. And um, that Mike, Mike Will made it, but um, what was happening currently, but also mixed with the retro electronic stuff from the 80s, definitely like, you know, 1999 Prince or Human League was a big influence, uh, Depeche Mode, mm. huge. So it was like, how can I just make some music that I can dance to that's going to sound like some new stuff and also a throwback to where I, you know, grew up in a time listening to this type style of music. That's not what I was doing with the band I was in before. It's definitely more of a hard rock alternative thing, sometimes bordering metal, punk and dance, but it was fun and I loved that, but I wanted to do something different here. And that was it. I just took the chalkboard and just erased <laughs> everything from it and started over. 
that that is cool and that's what we're all about here here's my little bit of a journey with uh with electronic music because it's evolved over the my time yeah. on this planet so uh, as you can tell if you're watching the video version i have a big new york city background right i grew up with new york house uh ktu when i'm out here in uh, la KTU, i get super yeah classic atu that doesn't stuff they have now it's okay out. but but classic atu is something i get homesick for that and chinese food way more than pizza and bagels i was into that uh when i was in college it was a rise of like the the vocal EDM, the splitting of trance and house, the ministry of sound era. Uh, I was I'm really into that. I was I was like kind of like guilty pleasure because I was in the south. <laughs> I was in the south as a kid from Brooklyn, listening to, to music from like right. Europe. You know what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, so what's going on here? But we see I won't say the evolution, but we see uh, elements from EDM being siphoned off by pop music. So Absolutely. I ask you, as electronic artist, I mean, what's your relationship with pop? Is it something necessarily amplify what you do, or is, I mean, that waters down what you do like how do you feel about this i love being pop and that was another reason why i left that other group i was in i was like i really want to make something that's commercial not for the sake of selling out or making something commercial it's just i wanted to make something that sounds like this stuff that i also happen to like you right. know there's a lot and not for nothing you know, pop music is taking a lot of risks, I think, sonically in the past 10 years, especially in a world of like post Timbal and post Neptunes. There's mm. something that's happened in that realm. I would say the same with like, you know, house and dance. It's like people were taking risks, you know? Felix the House Cat and Green Velvet are also like two yeah. real big influences on what I'm trying to do too. But that's the whole thing is like pop music is stretched so much. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to stretch the boundaries of what I was doing. You know, pop music is pop music. There's watered down pop music. And then there's pop music that's really, really good. It's just popular. Dua, yeah. Dua, Dua Lipa is amazing. I love yeah, she, her. She has like a disco vibe in a good way. She's got a disco vibe and it's a very electronic vibe as well. And then you got people like Halsey's working with Trent Reznor and Atticus now. And you know, there's a lot of, there's almost like a renaissance of what's happening sonically on the pop charts that I think a lot of people don't pay attention to because they're like, oh, I don't like this song or this isn't my vibe. But if you listen to some of these songs and what's happening sonically, the production is, it's a beautiful thing. And it takes a big cue from electronic music. How do you approach your songwriting? And as far as not so much the, the actual writing, because that's that's great, but I mean, like, there is a there's like a, two camps, you know, the write what makes you uncomfortable, I feel nervous, I'm gonna press on, or do you take it as a job? Hey, look, I work every day between these hours, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna write. Do you wait for inspiration? What's that like? Um, I try not to approach it as a job. I have jobs where I do produce and record other things and I love that um, when I'm usually doing something for just I don't know, I'm just writing in general I don't think too much about it sometimes the words come uh, depending on where I am yeah. at that point of my life and yeah. then other times the music comes first right now I'm kind of in more of a music chapter and um, it just hits me I was never one of those writers that was like okay you got to write every day like I'm not one of those people sure. I would do that and I would get upset with myself, um, you know, because I was like, I know I can't like turn it out hard every right. day. And I'm that, that critical side, I like to just seize the moment when inspiration hits. And that happens to be a lot, you know, it's usually I'm out walking and I'll get an idea. 
yeah. you know, or I'm somewhere else, not even thinking about music and an idea comes. And when that hits you, it's always usually something really special because there's yeah. something, if you're in a moment of something else and then uh, a music idea, whether it's melody or a, or a hook or a chord progression, something like interrupts your cipher, yeah. you should speak on it because it's probably going to be a good thing. So I'm yeah. the guy that's out and I'm at a club and then it's like, I get an idea and then I'm like, excuse me, I go off in a corner. I'm like, verse one, you know, like I, yeah. I do that. And if I'm home, same deal. Or a lot of times I'll just like, just fool around. You know, I like to make sounds. I love making sounds. I'll sit on logic and make sounds for, for hours. And a lot of times those will turn into songs. I'll sit and I'll play guitar. That'll turn into a song. I'm playing keyboard. You know, yeah. sometimes it's just when I'm just at an instrument. I never yeah. really like to say, okay, I'm going to do this at 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. I was never that guy. So I got a statement I'm going to make, and true, false, let me know if you agree or don't agree, but uh, it's a theory, a hypothesis I'm working on. Yeah, I was inspired by what you were saying about having the idea pop into your head, because I come from the world of stand-up comedy. Uh, sometimes I'm on my run. I go, ah, oh, it'd be hilarious. And I feel mm -hmm. like when it comes to the subconscious, if something breaks through, that usually is a sign, a reminder of what your quote-unquote gift is. Is that a weird assessment, or is that just like me just being my being in my own zone? No, I, I think I, I, I hear that. There's been times where I'm just like totally down on myself, and I feel like, okay, I've beaten a horse as far as trying to get something else new and exciting out what I do creatively. And it's a beat down. And then an idea comes and it's like, what you said, it's like, oh my God, this is really good. I remember why I do this again. I remember where, you know, because the inspiration comes back. That's a beautiful thing when that happens. I get writer's block a lot, mm -hmm. a lot. So when something comes as an idea where you're just like, wow, this feels really good. And I enjoy doing this again. I'm like, that's everything. Because there's times I just don't want it. <laughs> Why am I doing this? You know, I can right. blah, 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 blah. Or all my ideas suck right now. <laughs> Where's yeah. the good idea? So when that comes or you end up getting like that line in your head, when you saying to yourself like, man, should I sell this bit or should I keep it? Because it's so good. You know, it's, it's right, right. And that happens too. Yeah. Oh, you want that to happen. We talk about the work-life balance, but what does a day off look like for you? When you have no work responsibilities at all on the calendar, imagine if it doesn't happen. <laughs> How do you spend yeah, your yeah. day? <laughs> I always have responsibilities. I don't do them every day. That's, that's the thing. Right. Um, <laughs> But no, I got to unplug. I got to, you know, I got to unplug to recharge my battery. I say that all the time. Um, right now, I'm just chilling. I'm drinking some tea and yeah. I'm probably just going to take a, a, a walk later on and go hiking. And then. Uh, like actual hiking or like LA hiking where we go to Runyon Candy and take pictures and go, look, we hiked today. Now it's time Somewhere for in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that what was my heart <laughs> right right right, right. That's, that's i know what you're talking about <laughs> not just for the gram but i'm right, not right. gonna be you know yeah are, are you a solitary person or do you have like a core like team you go to recharge with all of that all of that there's people in my life where i'm just like oh god i just want to spend more time with and i'm like i have time let's do something and then there's time where time off is just taking that walk 
watching Netflix or just listening to music that's not me. Mm-hmm. No, it's I like to do a lot of things, but I I, I like to just you know these are low maintenance things. It's just yeah. like taking a a walk and seeing what's going around in your surroundings, and then just getting like some crumpets. That's the that's that's the bomb. <laughs> That's I'm a actually good. a scone guy, but crumpets good. Am I missing scones out? Scones are awesome. I love scones. <laughs> I should probably try crumpets. Yeah, you know, yeah. crumpets, truffles. It's a little yeah, this is the gourmet chat right now. Let's <laughs> let's talk about this. So, if I have tea every year, spot you're gonna have crumpets, you're gonna have scones. Like, what's the thing? I, do I have to try any flavors? We're talking like orange or cranberry or what's up? <laughs> You're a donut guy. Like, walk me through this, man. I, love I don't know. Donuts too. <laughs> I don't eat them as much anymore. Yeah. But I love donuts. I used to like those uh those big croissant donuts. What are they called? The cronuts. The cronuts. Yeah. I used to love cronuts. Yeah, that's what's that's what's up, man. I'm a fried dough aficionado. If your culture has fried dough, I, I don't care <laughs> if it's a churro or a sopapilla or like a malasada. Yeah, I don't care, man. Churros. I'm there. <laughs> Oh, my churros. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you do you do the whole like cheat day thing or is it kind of as like imbalanced moderation? Like what's your what's your approach? Moderation for, for <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm like, all right, I know I gotta throw in some lettuce here, some spinach <laughs> here, and and eat some good stuff, but <laughs> I use that as okay, well now I'm gonna go to sweet side and that's my reward for the day because i eat healthy which yeah. means i can eat a whole bump cake tonight and it's fine i'll just walk, yeah. it, off just walk it off so what is the perfect meal then the bunt cake and anything else you just, just the have perfect the cake. meal the perfect Man. meal desserts on the way too and, and appetizers the whole fixings what's Man. the oh that's hard uh, a couple perfect meals would be just like a dish of thai food uh sushi maybe some good soul food like some real, real good. I love to qualify. Sushi, sushi. But good. So food. No, that, that real thing. good. The sweet yeah. potatoes where you're like. Yeah. These then yeah. the sweet potatoes and the greens are like next level. Like yeah. nothing else matters. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be that. It could be an Italian dish. Something where I'm just like eating a good, good portion. Man, give me the dish. Give me the dish. Give me the give me the last meal. Give me the last supper. What is the on the plate? Supper? What is on the plate? Oh, or the, the best supper. supper. The best supper. We'll be, we'll be morbid about it. Yeah. I will say shrimp pad thai with some lobster and some collard greens, some t- sweet potatoes. <laughs> The whole town is gonna be working to supply your yes, yes, yes. Like it's just all all different different stuff. Yeah. With oh man, this is so good. Um, yeah. maybe we'll have like uh, samosas, some appetizers, some some Indian food too. Yeah. And then at the end, we finish it off with uh, a, a a healthy smoothie that's sweet that has like bananas and and watermelon and spinach, and then. You have, uh, oh, what else do I want? I want some cookies. And then. <laughs> a healthy smoothie and cookies. And then, and then what's the, what's the very last thing? I want, I want a key lime pie and a sweet potato pie. Okay, why not, man? You're That's king. Go. But you know what? If it's the best meal, it's, if it's the ideal meal, I can't, I can't knock that. As long yeah. as for me, as long as there's sweets in there, I'm good. I am good. <laughs> yes. And some tea. I drink lots of tea. Oh, yeah? What's your favorite? Oh God, I don't know. I love lemon ginger. 
I'm just doing Earl Grey right now. I'm just keeping it basic. You thought you summed it. I'm just doing Earl Grey right now. You know, I'm just doing it. <laughs> Snooty is this guy. Oh, it's just Earl Grey. It's just Earl Grey. My parents are West Indian, so they drink tea every day. Like, it doesn't matter how hot it is outside or how cold it is outside. They're having tea every morning. I so like that too. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Well, usually I don't do that for tea, but with Vietnamese pho, I'll eat pho all year long. Like I don't care if it's 120 degrees outside, I'll eat that. But nice, it's nice. kind of interesting. We know a lot a lot about creators about the food they eat, which is pretty dope. So uh, back to Black Emoji because I was in some of these tracks, uh, and I and I, I like the approach to it. It's, it's very unique. It's it's something we don't quite hear all the time, but it's close enough where you can go, all right, man, put me on. So if I got to ask you that dreamy, lofty question, what would be the venue or that that phone call that would have been like, bam, I hit the next level. This is what I need. Oh, wow. Be a bunch of phone calls. I don't know. O- Oprah. <laughs> Oprah. <you know. laughs> if, the, if, if the weekend was like, you know what, I need someone to open up on my tour, that would be the phone call. Oh, yeah. I, love, I love what he's doing. He's a perfect example of, of now and just like 80s, and but it's him, you know? Yeah. yeah. Plus, he's just awesome. That would be a yeah. good phone call. I see you guys on the same tour. You guys are very similar. I'm looking at your press kit right now. I'm like, yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't know what's in there. Doing the, it's the one on your website, uh, the one where you like you're you're squatting down like you rock steady crew and you just yeah, like ah, doing the burn yeah. hands. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta check this out, blackmojo.com slash press kit. It's amazing. I was like, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I always wonder that. Like, is it something where you say, what do you want? And I mean that in general sense. Sometimes is it as easy as a collab? Is it as easy as a venue calling you and saying, we want you at this venue or an award show performing at this award show? That's why I was just kind of kind of curious about that. Oh man, I don't know. Is this? I'm thankful for what I have, but there's so many of those calls or those things that I can say, oh, yes, that would be one. The, the yeah. weekend called or Trent, if I could do a record with Trenton Atticus, that would that's a that's a dream. That would be incredible. If Stevie Wonder heard me and liked me. And these are again, these aren't like big money things or awards. These are things like, oh, my God, if I can get accepted from you know these peers, not like I'm doing it to be accepted from somebody, but it feels good. Yeah. You know, it feels good when you, you know, uh, all those people I named just, you know, Weekend, Nine Inch Nails, and Stevie Wonder, some longer than others, because some have been around longer than others, but all three of them, like, I love what they're doing musically now and the old stuff. You know, Stevie dropped two singles last year that were actually really, really good. So it's just something like, yes, if I could work with just anyone like that. Yeah, that would that would mean a lot. And you know, I got bills, so just anything else, you know, as far as like, okay, well this right. is good. Money is good here. Yeah, uh, talk about last year. I mean, 2020 was a, a, a interesting year for most. Uh, how did you spend yours? What was, what was your shutdown like? And what was your quarantine year like as far as creatively and as a human being? Um, all I did was music. Yeah. Like yeah. I, was just like everybody else, you know, the jobs are taken away, all my gigs are taken away, all my production work is taken away. I was on tour, you know, overseas. I was in London and I flew back to the States right before the border closed. Oh, so I got home just in time. And then I was like, well, boom, I had a lot of ideas that I wanted to finish musically that I never did. So I took this time, I finished an album, a totally different style album 
within like a few weeks. And I put that out at the end of March. It's called Antidote. Um, I started producing more. It's funny because I had no work. And then out of nowhere, you start getting more work. And people mm-hmm. are like, hey, can you do this? And it's like, yes, I can. A, I got the time. <laughs> you know, it's like B, it's like, this is this is perfect. Like, this is what I want to do. I feel like just having the tools and the equipment at, you know, right here at my fingertips is what saved me during the pandemic. It was it was it was it like that was my therapy was just making music and being able to connect with friends and uh friends in music and start doing other projects with them that i couldn't do before i did this project called uh password doomsday with a friend of mine jason caddick and we've been talking about trying to do music for years yeah. and then finally it's like oh what you doing i don't do anything i'm not doing anything either you know <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. and we came out with some pretty banging stuff and so yeah that that was it i just did a lot of music there was i probably produced more music in the last year and a half than i did in the last three years and uh some of that music i guess was influenced by the social changes the the landscape i mean it was all over <laughs> us last year what was how was that influence on your tracks um it's really funny because the first thing i put out was uh it was kind of like a just like a like an avant-garde instrumental type of type of thing where it was like all right this is gonna be my flying lotus or my um nine inch nails ghost or you know type like you know mad lib let's throw it into some instrumental stuff because i was like i don't really feel like singing right now i don't know what to say but i know my feel and i know that i love this style of music and i felt like if i can capture what's going on you know, with this mood instrumentally, like that's everything. And that's what I wanted to do. The few times I did sing on that Anode album was a one song called Quarantine. And that's just basically me talking. My voice is like, you know, pitched down. So it's mm-hmm. almost really a little scary, apocalyptic and just talking about everything that is happening right now. So that was, it, the few times I did say something, it was like, it was about, all of this so i spilled yeah. my guts out in this whole thing about you know and and just the whole mass thing and this and that and that's all in that tune and then there's just two other songs on there one's called dance dust till dawn and it's just about dancing and having a good time because you have no idea what's going to happen right to right a lot of that is spilled on to this new album for electro uh there's a single out right now called float and that is all about you know seizing the moment of life because of what happened last year. I had the music to that song for a long time. And then last year it happened. Then it was like, oh, here's my lyrics. Yeah. You know, it, just, it all wrote itself. And it was just, you know, reflecting about the things I did and the good times I've had. And then looking, not reflecting, but just looking at the glass right now, it's like, wow, I do have a lot of good things. Let's celebrate that. And when things are a little less with the pandemic, Write down what you what you what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Who do you want to see? Where do you want to travel? Write all that down. And once things are better, start checking them off. Do it. You know, yeah. go out and enjoy life as much as you can. You know, if you have the access and means to do certain things, don't hold back. You know, do them. We don't know what is going to happen with this pandemic. How long is it gonna last? And and at what level? You know, it's gonna be around for a while. This could be some Keith Richards stuff. So you might as well brace yourself. <laughs> Take the precautions that you need 
to live healthy and just, I don't know, we're, we're only here once. I'm sorry, but Keith Richards is actually an algorithm. Like <laughs> he's, he's going to be there yeah, forever. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, down to that now. Yeah. You, you don't mind sharing? What what's what's some things on your list that you want to accomplish now that we're out? Quote unquote. Go to Iceland. That's just number one. What's I've in Iceland? Been... Put me on. Um, what's in I, Iceland? Just it's just beautiful. That's okay. It. Okay, it's pretty. I yeah. just love the way it looks, and I've seen some beautiful beautiful scenery, and I need to see that scenery. Yeah. So yeah, well, if I you see. go, you have to give me one of those fancy Icelandic sweaters. I don't know if they call them, but those you things are nice. It. I got you. I yeah, got you. <laughs> I hear you. It's one of those things. I will too. I will. I appreciate you, brother. Like it was funny because, like you know, my 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 brother, my brother's used to rap, and then he was in a bad marriage, and she discouraged that. But one of his big rapping friends used to go to Amsterdam because nice. Europe oh. is a lot more open to, to artists, black artists, yeah, you know. And uh, on one flight to Amsterdam, she laid over in Iceland. And she was there for about a day and a half. And, nice. uh, you know, she was in this this bar drinking and, like, four brothers roll up. And you're like, you're in Iceland. Like, well, you don't expect four. It doesn't yeah. like any brothers. Yeah. I have to mention a group of brothers just hanging out. Yeah, and she goes, goes hey, hey, where are you from? She goes, oh, we're from Brooklyn. I'm like, Brooklyn is always in the building. You found Brooklyn the, was you were everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go. You can yeah. be in freaking Idaho right now, and it'll be, like, some crew at a freaking I don't know, some bar and they're all from Brooklyn. Like, yeah. We built Brooklyn's the always in the house. That's oh, why man. I love it. That's why oh, I love man. it. Yeah. It comes, and I, I get to my question because it kind of relates to that. So when it comes to New York City identity, I identify as a New York Mets fan. They're, the team is not that great. Well, they're good yeah. now, but they're not that great. And the reason yeah. being is it takes a lot to love a team that's not that's not good. So when I go to Florida or, or London or or those places, I see someone with a Mets hat on. They have some connection to the city of New York. There's like a little bit yes. of a bond there. And so that kind of brings people together. So my question for you is as somebody who's traveled, someone who's created, has has there been any kind of outpouring of respect and love from fans from different parts of the planet that made you go, oh, dang, my music is actually reaching different kinds of people. There's a tribe for Black Emoji out there. <laughs> um, A few places. I remember when Black Emoji first started and I was getting a lot of love from Sweden which is another place I've, I've never been before. So I was like, wow, this is great. And I've heard nothing but beautiful things about, about Sweden from friends and musicians who traveled and, and toured there. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm trying to go back and forth to London more. I really like it there, you know, and, and our audience from London has increased. Amsterdam is actually where I would like to live. Yeah. So I, I love Amsterdam and Utrecht. And, but, yeah. Uh, Old Amsterdam. <laughs> Damn yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, that's beautiful. I love when that happens. You know, because that's where it's like that's the litmus test. It's like let's look where the numbers are. Oh, the numbers are here, and in uh, I don't know Hamburg. We need to go to Hamburg. You know, so that's another yeah. another thing I love about it. Where wherever it is, I'm gonna go, and I appreciate that love. Big time. Well, not musically, but what's the one? exotic place you want a vacation like on the planet are you like a maldives guy or are you are you more like a hiking the the himalayas like what oh you mean just and in... yeah if music wasn't a thing you get a chance to travel to the planet you new lease on life post pandemic what's on your travel list just like i'm gonna go just to chill out and experience things um yeah i don't know i would say how i've never been to hawaii wow I've never been to hawaii 
I've never been to Iceland. I've never been to Hawaii. I've never been to Italy. And uh, I've, never, I've never been to Africa. I've never been to, there's so many places. And I'm like, that's, I'm leaving continents now. Like there's so many places that I would like to go and not, you know, just go for on tour to have a day. You know, yeah. I, I like to at least absorb a couple of days if I can, you know, sometimes I would do like little sporadic tours and I'll have four days here and then four days there just because, okay. Yeah. And, you know, be a tourist for a little bit. <laughs> Being like. a tourist and being an intellectual are very similar. It's open senses and taking everything in. So I respect the heck out of that. Exactly. I really do. Exactly. Uh, but for the album, Electro, is coming out in October. Uh, wherever you stream, whatever you purchase your music, and Black Emoji or Kelsey. So glad you were on the show to hear talk a little bit about that. But if there's one thing you want someone listening to the album when it's released to feel while they're listening to that song, what, what would it be? Um, that's a great question. I hope it makes I hope it makes you uh, observe all of your emotions. We can all always say, "Yeah, of course, I want to feel good. I want my music to make you feel good." Yes, of course, everybody wants their music to make you feel. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, and that's like the go-to answer. However, there's so many rides on this album. You know, it's a there's stuff that's it's funny, it's serious, it's there's dance stuff, there's you know heartbreak, there's love of love there's you know um um political stuff on there so there's all these senses there's happy there's sad there's i want you i hope that these tunes all tap into your emotion like a song like every mother's song son every mother's son hits a different emotion than quiver you know um, every mother's son is basically talking about you know the the brutality problem in the United States, the people that look like us, and then Quiver is about just banging. So you're going to have all these different things on Electro, and I hope that they all touch you. Like life. Yeah, well, it's balance. So. Yeah. And if, if someone wanted to check out you, your band, see any information, follow you on social media, how to go about doing that? Blackemoji.com. That's B-L-A-K. There's no C. Um, B-L-A-K dot emoji for Instagram and at Black Emoji for Twitter and Facebook. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.